welcome to episode two of Book Bistro, where book lovers come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. As I said, this is episode two, and today we'll be talking about the books we are anticipating in September. I am Shannon, and I'm joined by Jen, Sarah, and Stacy. And we are looking forward to sharing with you some of our most anticipated books for the coming month. We are recording on Monday, August 27th, 2018, and I don't quite know yet when this will air, but next week, hopefully. So you will have it at the beginning of September. So hello, ladies, and welcome to a fabulous discussion of all things bookity. Hello. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We we could have like sung in in a I know right a glorious harmony, <laughs> but we won't because it's not a singing podcast; it's a book podcast. So this is the first time we are doing a podcast where we have chosen books that we are each looking forward to. So we're going to take turns and tell you about some of the things that we are eager to read. So we should, I suppose get started and perhaps Stacy will start us off today. I am so excited to start to tell you about this book that I've been looking forward to that I could actually get up out of my chair right now and do some sound of music um, type of twirling. I'm so excited. Um, So the book that I am really anticipating in September is Times Convert by Deborah Harkness. And for those of you who have read the All Souls trilogy, this is sort of a um, sort of a spinoff from that trilogy. And this particular book focuses on Marcus, who is a, quote, son of Matthew, who is a vampire in the trilogy, the All Souls trilogy. He was the, the hero of that trilogy. And Marcus became a vampire just around the time of the Revolutionary War. So um, he's a little elderly by the terms of a non-vampire person. Um, And so the book kind of takes place in two different eras. So part of it takes place as he is converting to a vampire um, in the late 1700s. And then we kind of jump to modern times where he has fallen in love with a human in London. And she is planning to convert to a vampire and kind of, the struggles that that couple is going to face as she transitions from human to vampire. Um, And just, you know, basically kind of watching his evolution from, you know, kind of revolutionary era doctor to what he has become um, in the early 21st century. And I'm very excited about these books. What drew me to the All Souls trilogy was all the history and the romance and how the author so cleverly weaved in different descriptions of wines that fit certain periods of history throughout the book because both of the main characters were huge wine drinkers. So I'm interested to see what she kind of weaves through the history of of this book. And uh, it's coming out in September and I cannot wait. So I have to say before I go on and talk about a book of my own that you make me want to read this, even though I tried to read the first book in the original trilogy 
and was kind of bored. So I don't know, maybe I'll try again. And I will just interject again and just say that for me, it took a little while for me to warm up to um, the first book in the series, The Discovery of Witches. And it was um, kind of intellectual and sort of rambly. And the first part was, you're try- you were trying to figure out what in the wide world was going on. And then all of a sudden, um, after all the world building and history lessons and you know, wine descriptions, there was a beautiful love story um, about two people who never should have had the opportunity to meet um, and who kind of crossed interspecies boundaries in order to meet and form this beautiful love story. So I'm kind of looking forward to more of the same um, in this installment. So hopefully, you know, I can get some people excited to try this series if you haven't yet. I need to give it a second try. The things like 30 something hours in audio the first one so <laughs> it's I don't know. beautiful I love that I, it's just so much time to spend in this world that is so beautiful mm. and rich so so I want to talk about a book that will come to come as a surprise to pretty much no one um, <laughs> if you remember <laughs> if you remember my intro from last week I talked about Yasmin Galanorn and how much I worship and adore her. So, of course, I have to talk about a book that she has coming out on September 17th, which is not a Tuesday, but since she releases her books independently, she can release them whenever she wants. So this is Casting Curses, and it is the fifth book in her Bewitching Bedlam series, which takes place on a magical island off of Puget Sound. And our heroine is a witch who owns a bed and breakfast. And lots of spooky, eerie, creepy things happen. Um, She's dating a vampire named Aegis, who I love. Um, He cooks and he eats things, except not garlic. So, (laughs) So everything that he cooks, like pasta, has no garlic in it, which I think is sad. But I suppose if I was a vampire, I would not think it was bad. There's also a creature who is half cat, half gin, and his name is Bubba. And he is a <laughs> giant orange cat. And I love him to death because I love orange cats. Sorry? I said it's Bruce's alter ego. It is. Book it one. is. Maybe, maybe it's like Mr. Kitty in like the magical version of Mr. Kitty. <laughs> Anyway, I am very excited about this. This is the fifth book. And apparently someone puts a spell or a curse on this bed and breakfast that Maddie, our heroine, owns. And she is trying to reverse it. And apparently all sorts of like hijinks will ensue. So I'm really excited. It's available for pre-order. It comes out on the 17th through Night Queen Enterprises. And I'm super, super excited for it. Again, that is Casting Curses, Bewitching Bedlam Book 5 by Yasmin Galanorin. So I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different turn. Um, I do have a paranormal book to talk about, but I'll do that second so that we don't talk all about them in the first go round. So a a book that I found to be quite intriguing, um, I don't know this author, and so I don't know a ton about it, but I I, I thought the synopsis looked really good. And it's called Take a Chance, and it's by Shelley Shepard Gray, and it's book one in the 
Bridgeport Social Club series, which that name sounds very like, oh, the Bridgeport Social <laughs> Club. Oh, <laughs> let's all be prim and drink tea. But really, it takes place in Ohio. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so from what I gather, this guy um, wants his brother to have a good chance and a good education so he moves to this place called Bridgeport, Ohio, and for him to go to a better high school. And he is also like trying to start this landscaping business at the same time. So I think it, he may be stretched a little thin. And evidently, his brother is going to get into some trouble at school and start fighting. And one of his teachers, I believe it's the English teacher. It has taken a liking to him. And after he starts fighting, um, he gets in a fight. They have a conference and she defends him. And um, of course, then she's totally attracted to his older brother. And, but doesn't really want to be because she doesn't date parents, but really he's not a parent. He's a brother. So maybe she can, take a chance and try it out but in the meantime this guy the main character is trying to build more community into his life and so he starts a Friday night poker group in his garage and evidently As one does <laughs> in Bridgeport Ohio <laughs> and evidently a lot of the community kind of rally together and join to play poker but really there's a lot more to it than poker and they support each other and it kind of sounded happy to me but yet interesting enough that it wouldn't be too mushy and um, when I was looking at it, it said, and I'm not sure if this was an audible editor or just an editor in general, but it was an editor's pick for fall romance of 2018. So I thought it looked, I, I thought it looked interesting. I will read it and report back at a later date. Cool. Something completely different. I was going to start <laughs> off with a paranormal-ish kind of thing too, but yeah, I'm going to something different so um i'll do that one later my first pick is the book a uh, book with a very alarming title of people kill people oh. <laughs> um and it is so ellen hopkins for those who aren't familiar is a um, primarily a young adult author although quite honestly if i had young adults that i had to be in charge of i don't know how comfortable i'd be with them reading her stuff because it's really graphic and um, but I really enjoy her stuff a lot um, um, as an adult reading it. And this one is kind of a, it sounds like it's kind of a mix between a young adult and adult because she's written some adult things as well. Um, and she, another thing to know about her is she generally writes in verse, uh, free verse, I should say. Um, so this one explores the themes of gun violence and white supremacy. So um, in this book, um, there are six people whose lives converge and it says a couple different times in the synopsis, one person will shoot, one will die, but who? Um, so <laughs> it'll be very intriguing, right? Um, and so basically uh, somebody is, um, somebody has killed their spouse apparently and then sells this gun 
I'm not quite sure how, but somehow they sell it. And this kid buys it for protection. And so, and then somehow these six different people's lives converge. So it's um, a teenage couple uh, with kids, um, a kid, uh, two kids that are part, or two people, I should say, that are part of a young um, white supremacy group. And then this young girl, a teenage girl who's had some tragedy happen in her life and is really down and desperate about it. And then um, another um, young man who I'm assuming is, is some other ethnicity because he's very concerned about himself and his situation because of his race. Lives converge and apparently somebody gets killed and it sounded very intriguing. I haven't seen a new one from her in a little while. And so that is one that is coming out next week on September 4th. Again, it's called People Kill People. It's by Ellen Hopkins. And usually her stuff is on audio, so I'd be very surprised if this wasn't. I wonder I if this is another verse novel, like so many of hers are. Well, that's what I said. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. It probably is, because usually that's like a hallmark of her work is writing in free verse. Although I haven't read much in the way of her adult stuff, so I'm not sure if that stuff is as well. You read one, though, didn't you? I, feel like. I read Collateral... Um, and it didn't feel as, as versy to me as some of her other ones. Um, mm-hmm. But it's hard to tell when you read them in audio because like, there's not, you can't really tell how it's formatted. I just sort of go based on like the language, like how, how it's written. Yes. How I, okay, yeah, it's written in verse. Um, I'm hoping it's in verse because I think that's really cool. All right, so we are back around to Stacy again. So the next book that looks really interesting to me is by an author that I have never read before, um, but the synopsis really grabbed me. And the name of this book is called The Storyteller's Secret. And I apologize in advance because I'm afraid I'm going to not pronounce the author's name correctly, but the name is like Sijal Sijal Badani, B-A-D-A-N-I. And this book... um, really spoke to me at a number of levels. I like some kind of more serious um, sort of emotional fiction on occasion. And um, according to the synopsis, um, there's a young woman in New York City who um, has just experienced her third miscarriage and is, yes, and is, uh, you know, obviously very devastated by, um, you know, how things are turning out in terms of her having a child. And this third miscarriage, um, because of it, her marriage begins to unravel. And so in order to kind of find some clarity and kind of work through how she's feeling, um, this young woman travels back to, um, travels to India um, to kind of learn a little bit more about her ancestors. And so what she does is she talks with, um, I hate the word servant, but basically it's somebody who um, was kind of a servant to her grandmother during the British occupation years ago and basically kind of helps her to understand her grandmother and understand the roots of her family so that she can kind of grow and sort of figure out where she is in her life. Um, And I love, um, from what I can tell, it looks like it could be kind of similar to a dual timeline novel, which those are kind of my jam. I love them. And, you know, thinking about learning about a different era in history, I don't know that much about India during the British occupation, 
um, except for the sweeping old historical novels by like MMK. Do you, did any of you read those? Like the far pavilions? Oh yeah. I have them here. Uh I haven't read them yet, but I do have them here. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see kind of what, um, what this author does with that and, and what, um, kind of things come out of this book. But, um, to me, it just was very attractive. I'm always interested in stories about people who kind of find clarity by going back to their roots and discovering, you know, family secrets and things about their families that kind of help them to sort of figure out things in, in, in their lives years later. So again, that book is the storyteller's secret and it comes out on September 1st. How about a twisty psychological thriller? (laughs) (laughs) So this is three little lies by Laura Marshall. And I was lucky enough to read an early copy of this. I have to be really careful because I could spoil um, really easily. And we don't like spoilers. No, I won't. (laughs) I won't. So this is her second novel. She is a British author. um, And British people, I think, write some of the best psychological thrillers out there. And this is the story of two friends who are bound by the events of a New Year's Eve in 2006. And something really bad happened. And Sasha and Ellen are still trying to deal with this 10 years later. And when Sasha goes missing, Ellen begins to wonder if maybe it had something to do with this terrible event that happened back in 2006. And she calls the police, and of course no one takes her very seriously, so she starts to investigate on her own and looks into what could have happened to Sasha, and it causes her to ask a lot of questions, both of herself and of those around her, about what really happened that night and who was telling the truth, who was lying. This is one of those books that is told in multiple points of view, Um, We see things from Ellen's point of view. We are also introduced to Olivia, who is an integral part of the story in a way that I can't really explain to you um, without ruining things. And we move back and forth in time between present day and that 2006 when everything kind of went sideways. So this is a very fast-paced, wonderful thriller uh, that will really keep you guessing but will also cause you to think about a lot of the things that you think you know about the people who are closest to you. So that, again, is Three Little Lies by Laura Marshall, and it is released in the U.S. on September 4th. I read A Friend Request by her, and that one was a top pick for me for this year. I need to read that. I'm looking forward to the uh, Three Little Lies as well. So I am going to talk about a book that was recommended to me by Shannon. And Shannon, you may want to jump in a little bit and give a little more information than what I'm going to give, because I believe you were lucky enough to get to read this one also. So I I believe I talked in our initial podcast about how I really like some historical romance, but I've kind of gotten away from it because I get tired of the London ballrooms and people hiding behind their fans and the potted palms. And like, (laughs) I just, it just, I, every once in a while I'll read one, but I I love historical romances that take place 
in other places or interesting times. And this book is called A Notorious Vow, and it's by Joanna Shoup. And I have never read one of her books. So I, I actually am pretty excited to try this one um, after talking to Shannon a little bit. It is, it takes place in New York City in 1889. And I love reading historicals from that time period because they're just starting to be, it's like almost the turn of the, you know, the turn of the century. And there's just starting to be a few types of more modern inventions, but yet it's still so historical and not quite there yet. And I love that. But what is really drawing me to this book, and this is really all I know about it right now, is that the hero is deaf. And I am very fascinated to find out um, about this book, how in 1889, if you were a person who was deaf, and you were in a romance novel, what did you do? How did you live? How did you communicate with everybody around you? Because back then, a lot of people would have thought that, you know, a person with a disability wouldn't necessarily be someone you'd want to marry or someone you'd want to meet. They would think of them as like a lower class of person. So I don't know, unfortunately, a ton about this book, but I'm super stoked to read it. It's called A Notorious Vow. It's by Joanna Shoup. Shannon, do you need to add anything about it to make my description more interesting? Because no. I'm super excited to read it. Other than to say that it's the third book, the third and final book in her 400 trilogy, but you are perfectly able to read it on its own. It comes out on September 25th. Thank you. I did remember that date. I don't remember a couple of the others, but I do remember that one. So that's, that's wonderful for my brain today. <laughs> yeah I'm excited about reading that one too that's definitely on my TBR yeah me too yeah so one book that I am very excited to read that is coming out on September 4th is a collaboration among three authors um, the title is The Glass Ocean and the authors are Karen White, Lauren Willig and Beatrice Williams, and all three of them are amazing in their own right, but together as a collaboration, I think um, they, they really, they've written a previous novel um, uh, a couple years ago, and it's called The Forgotten Room, um, and this book is very interesting to me because it takes place um, partly aboard um, the Lusitania, um, and so I, I do love books that are kind of set at the beginning of the 20th century. Um, it's a very interesting time to me. Lots of, lots of advancements, but still some really interesting sort of um, historical conventions that need to be observed. So basically this, this book follows two women who are aboard Lusitania. And one of them is sort of um, a socialite who um, is sort of trying to decide between um, an appropriate man for her and, and maybe someone who may not be quite as socially appropriate for her, um, it looks like to me. Um, and then the other person um, on the Lusitania is, a, um, I'm saying this in air quotes, a second class citizen who um, is, is saying that her name is Tess and that she is, um, you know, from Ireland and that she is going to um, London. But actually, in, in actuality, she is, her name is Tennessee and she is from a long line of con artists. Um, and she has been asked to just kind of carry off one more con while she's on the Lusitania before she can kind of gain her freedom from that life. 
So um, those are the two women that are aboard the Lusitania. And then there is the, the person in modern day, the woman who is trying to sort of figure out what happened aboard the Lusitania and trying to tell a story. Um, so again, it's one of those dual timeline novels that just kind of makes all my dreams come true and kind of makes me want to twirl about in um, excessive <laughs> amounts of glee. So The Glass Ocean by the writing team of um, Beatrice Williams, Karen White, and Lauren Willig, and that is coming out on September 4th, and I cannot wait. So they refer to themselves hilariously, like if you follow them online, when they write together, they refer to themselves as Team W. Oh, yes. Which I love. <laughs> yes, I can see that. Yes, Team W. Yes, so. Yes. so Looking forward w. to Team W's latest offering. <laughs> I thought that was very funny since they are all W's. Yes. I don't think I really noticed that until you just said that. That's funny. I love that. That makes my whole heart happy. Yes. So I'm going to talk next about Not Our Kind by Kitty Zeldis. And this is a book that takes place in New York City right after the end of World War II. And it deals with anti-Semitism and the way Jewish people were really made to feel less than <coughs> Gentiles. Um, it's a little bit of a romance, a little bit of historical fiction, maybe even could be classified as women's fiction. Um, but it's it's super excellent. Again, I was able to read an early copy and I loved it. There's a little bit of kind of a forbidden romance. Um, it does not, and I won't tell you why, but I will tell you because I know that some people really need that kind of happily ever after at the end. It does not end happily in the way that you would anticipate it could, but it is still a stellar way to spend a few hours and look back at the way Jewish people were treated and kind of how people chose to deal with that. Like, what if you had to pretend that you weren't a Jewish person? What if you had to totally change your identity in order to be accepted? And I, I found it really fascinating, very difficult to read in places, uh, but very, very worth my time. And that again is Not Our Kind by Kitty Zeldis. And once again, it comes out on September 4th because that's a Big, big day for bookities. <laughs> so the book I'm going to finish with tonight is a book that I'm super excited about. And it's more because sometimes I just want a little Molly Harper in my life. Who doesn't? And I don't know. And this book is actually being released as an audiobook first which is super exciting. I absolutely love, I feel like, and this is going to be sounding kind of dumb, but I feel like Molly Harper and Amanda Ronconi go together like bread and butter. Like the way Amanda Ronconi reads Molly Harper's books fills my whole heart with joy and happiness. And so the book that is coming out in September is called Love and Other Wild Things. And I'm sorry that her other title is totally blanking my mind at the moment. It was about, I had the word dragons in it and it came out, I think last year. And so it's taking place in that same little town in the bayou where the, the book about the dragons happened. And there is 
there are all these magical people and creatures that live in this town, but there's an issue and there's like a magic fisher that's like opening wider and it's wreaking havoc in the town. So they have this energy witch and she must pair up with the sheriff who is a bear shifter. And I know, I know, and he just wants to keep her in his cave doing naughty things and she's trying to figure things out. And so, of course, there's going to be some bubbly, sizzly romance with probably some gut laughing moments. And I just have to tell you really quickly before we move on to talk about other books that I am absolutely terrified of flying and literally I will cry without shedding tears going anywhere. And I was reading a Molly Harper book on the plane flying out to California to get my most current guide dog last year. And I was reading a Molly Harper book and I literally laughed out loud, like, like one of those burst laughs that you can't control that makes like a horrible sound, like a barking sound. And I could not control myself and it helped me more than the glass of Prosecco that I couldn't drink because I was so scared of crashing. And this totally took my mind off of my, of my fear of death on a plane. So (laughs) sometimes Molly Harper is just what I need. She's funny and great. And I'm so excited that love and other wild things is coming out. And I'm sorry, I cannot remember the date right at this moment. I'm believing it's at the beginning of September. Yeah, she's super funny. Um, my, I, I read her. Um, what is it? Nice girls don't don't have fangs. Nice, the yes. Jane, yes, the Jane yeah, Jameson series. Yes, that series is so good. Anyway, I want to read more of her stuff. Um, my uh, next pick is the Sisters in the Winter Wood, which is by a debut novel by uh, Rena Rossner. Is how the computer said it. I hope that's right. Um, I think that's right. Okay. Anyway, this is kind of a, a fairy tale, magical Ooh. thing, but kind of historical too. So uh, these two sisters whose names I'm not going to try and pronounce because the computer pronounced them abominably, and I'm guessing it was wrong. Um, they live in a, a little village in the woods, and um, they know that, and I'm assuming this is taking place during World War II. It didn't specify that, but something like that, I'm assuming, because it says, makes a point of saying that Jewish people are not being treated well, but in their village, people seem fine. And um, these two sisters have grown up there their whole lives, and their parents go off to go visit their grandfather. Um, but before they do that, one of the sisters realizes that, oh, yeah, by the way, their mother can turn herself into a swan, their father can turn himself into a bear, no big deal. Um, as one does yeah exactly so she's like oh well I better keep that secret so then um they are left by themselves while their grandparents or well their parents go off to find their visit their grandfather and this mysterious troop of men come in and take over their village and this one man in particular um one of the sisters is very drawn in by but he seems really shady like there's something not right about him and basically, they have to uh, stick together to survive all this kind of creepy, dark stuff that is c- kind of closing in on them. So it sounds very intriguing. And I believe, gosh, I want to say that comes out like on the 4th also, or maybe the 18th. I don't 
completely remember. Um, there's actually also on the most recent episode of Professional Book Nerds, there is a triple interview with that author and then two other fairy tale esque authors. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, yes, it's called The Sisters in the Winter Wood, and it is by Rena Rossner. I really hope I'm not mispronouncing her name. I love fairy tale esque type books as long as they I have do happy endings. Yes. Yes. yes, I know. They're so good. So, one thing that I love this podcast is not only are we talking about books that we are excited about, but every once in a while we're learning about books that someone else is excited about and then we get excited too. So, yes. This makes me very happy because like Sarah and like Jen and like Shannon, I love the fairy tale-esque books. They just are so often dark and gothic and delightful. So I'm looking forward to that one. Did you hear the interview today on the Professional Book Nerds podcast that is with (laughs) Rena Rossner, Naomi Novik, and oh, Paul I love Naomi. Yeah, just, I do too. I, yeah, I just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if anyone else had had a chance to listen to it. No, but it was it's super good. excellent. I just literally, it's sitting on my phone, waiting for me to read it. Bought the Naomi Novik book that came out. That's kind of like the Rumble Stillskin. Spinning Silver, yeah. Oh, Spinning Silver. Yes. And I'm so excited to read it. Um, she has another one too called Uprooted. So yes, we loved love that book. Every yes. minute of that book. So for anyone who kind of has a thing for books that have any sort of Beauty and the Beast kind of. Me. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> twins both love this. But um, that book was very clever and I enjoyed every moment. And that's one of the books that came until about four in the morning. Um, I could not put it down. I Me could not too. close my eyes. Um, even during the creepy parts with all the, the trees and the woods and everything. I just couldn't put it down. So, um, yeah, fairy tale books. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So I have one more. And so do I. And so do I. Okay. Sarah, are you, is that all for you? Or? That is all for me for today. Right. Okay. Well, then let's do the last round. So one of my comfort reads, as Sarah said, because we are twins and we are very similar in a lot of our book preferences, um, one thing that I am no longer attracted to or enjoy reading would be historical romances that take place in ballrooms with the potted palms and the waving fans. But one of my auto-buy, go-to, comfort read, historical romance authors um, is Mary Jo Putney. Um, I read Yay. my first, yeah, I know, right? That's also exciting. Yeah, yeah. I read my first Mary Jo Putney in 1996, and that was Thunder and Roses. And so, Yay. I know. So good. <laughs> I know. And that was my, I was a senior in high school, and it was just a very um, impactful sort of historical romance for me. It was very sexy, and I, I really enjoyed her smart writing style. So, you know, just a couple short years later, you know, cause I'm still very, very young. I'm still enjoying <laughs> reading her books. So she is releasing um, a new book in September on the 25th and it's called once a scoundrel. And this book makes me want to levitate with excitement because what it's about is all the things that used to make historical romance so dramatic and fabulous to me. There are pirates, there's romance on the high seas. There's a woman that's a gentle woman who's been kidnapped into a harem. There's a daring rescue. There's love, there's revenge. 
I mean, what else do I have to say about it, right? So <laughs> basically what happens in this book is um, there is a man who was born into some sort of um, shipping dynasty and somehow um, lost favor with his family and is now an independent captain of a ship. And who better than to rescue a woman who has been taken captive? Of course, a British um, um, woman from the aristocracy who has been taken captive and she's by the Barbary pirates and now she's in this harem, OMG. And whatever shall she do except be rescued by some dashing, mysterious ship captain who is going to whisk her aboard his vessel. And then there will be much love and mayhem and hijinks on the high seas. So <laughs> I cannot wait to read this book, as you can tell. So I'm, I'm, I'm just very excited that this is going to be one of the September books that I can look forward to. And what is it called again? It is called Once a Scoundrel. That's right. And it's being released on September 25th. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love Mary Jo Putney. So I know. Much. You know. So good. I wish more of her backlist would come into audio. Yes. Yes. Silk and Shadows, anyone? <gasps> That's oh. the best one. I know. Oh, yeah. I like One Perfect Rose. Oh, me too. That's about Stephen, right? Yep. yep. Yes. yes. And that, the one, what is that, right before it? Chasing Rainbows? I yes. Think so. with, with Michael and the nurse in the Crimea. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. she's the one wrote, I'm trying to think, was she the one who wrote The Wild Child? Yes. 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 She did. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That was just actually released on Audible about, I don't know, two or three months ago. So, yeah, I saw that's the first it. one of hers I read. What's, oh, really? yes. what's yeah. the one? Um, is it sh- sh- Shatter? No. Not Shattered Rainbows. The one where oh, yeah, he's Shattered like, Rainbows. No, the one where he's like really intoxicated and kind of a reprobate and oh, the rake, oh, the, rake. the rake and the reformer. Yeah, they've changed it now to just the rake. They've like retitled okay. it, but it's the rake and the reformer. I and think that, that just came out on Audible too. It did. It, it did. did. Yeah, it's been on my wish list. So delightful. She's definitely one of my comfort reads, and there are books by her that I'll go back and revisit if I'm having a rough day. So. So my last pick takes us back to the paranormal. And this is by an author that I haven't read yet, but I've heard really great things about her. And I keep telling myself, oh, you have to read a Grace Draven book. You have to read a Grace Draven book. (gasps) Oh, I've heard her name. And somehow I never do. (laughs) But I really want to. So this is Phoenix Unbound. And it looks like, I'm not positive, but it looks like it's the first book in a new series by her. And it's kind of a cross, I guess, between epic fantasy and paranormal romance. And the whole concept of the phoenix, um, you know, kind of rising from the ashes has always intrigued me. It's one of the reasons I love the Savannah Kearsley um, Firebird novel. But it it looks so good. I have not read, I purposely not read a lot of the synopsis because I was hearing some people talk online about how it's better to go into that book without a lot of information. So I cannot tell you a lot about what it is, except that it involves a phoenix and a classic battle between good and evil, where, of course, we are all hoping that love will triumph. And I'm super excited. It releases on September 25th. And it, again, is Phoenix Unbound by Grace Draven. My last pick is The Party by Lisa Hall. Yes. And this is another um, twisty thriller type thing. I think it's British, although I'm not sure. Do you know if it is? I think it is. I think it is, too. Okay. 
Yes, it is. Okay, never mind. Now I'm thinking of synopsis, and I think of what the words they use in yes, it is, because they said row. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how we know. <laughs> yes, yes. Sure. Like, it wasn't a Jane Green novel where she's pretending to be American, and, and everybody uses British phrasing in America. Um, anyway, okay, um, which was very funny to me. Um, but okay. So in this book, we see Rachel and she has, she wakes up in this strange room. She doesn't know what's happening. She knows she went to a party the night before at a neighbor's house. And she's very, she has bruises on her arms, which she can't explain. She knows that vaguely that her husband left her at this party, but she doesn't really know why. And she knows something really bad happened. But again, like she, she doesn't know what. So she starts questioning people to figure out like what happened to her? Like what is going on? And everybody has different versions of what happened and so she's trying to piece it together and in the synopsis it mentions that one person knows what's what actually happened and that she should have been safe at this party but she wasn't and so it, it's it sounds very twisty and, and really good and I've not read this author, author before but I haven't either good. so again it's called The Party by Lisa Hall and I believe I think it comes out on the 18th I think that's true. Don't completely remember, but I think that's right. So that is my last pick. So those are our our September picks. There are, of course, so many other books that are coming out that we could be here like for days talking about all of the things. But we won't because that would be tedious and boring. (laughs) (laughs) And no one would like it after a while. Probably not even us. So I want to <laughs> thank all of you for hanging out with me this evening and chatting about all the fabulous bookities you're looking forward to. You can find links to the books that we've discussed in our show notes. And I want to give a special shout out to Christine, who does a lot of our behind the scenes work, editing and making the show notes lovely and accessible. Yay, Christine. Thank and you, Christine. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) And so we will be back sometime soon to chat with you about more fabulous books. And I hope you all have a wonderful week filled with many, many fabulous reads. Take care, everybody.